Round Guy Radio Sports is brought to you by these great sponsors, McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto for all of your farm machinery and auto recycling needs. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa for all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family owned for over 40 years. We repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. B&B Propane and the family of Jet Stops in Burlington, Salem Stub, New London, West Point, Denmark, Houghton, Bonaparte, Milton, Fairfield, and Birmingham, and Richardson Tech Solutions of Richland, Iowa. Welcome back to Round Guy Radio. We are talking high school football of the Washington Demons variety, and we have Coach Aaron on to tell us about the classifications and the schedules. Welcome to the program, Coach. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, you, uh, you, you, nothing changed for you in the uh, classifications, but there was some ins and out in your conference. Uh, uh, do you have uh, what do you uh, uh, who who uh, I know Fairfield's not in your conference anymore. Uh, uh, is there, was there any other changes besides Fairfield? Uh, Solon's not in there anymore either. Okay. Well, uh, and West Burlington's off as well. Okay, so there's some ends in this. Um, um, and who are the new ones that are in it? Uh, uh, we picked up uh, Mount Vernon and Assumption and Fort Madison. Okay, well, uh, uh, let's go over. Okay, so I've got the schedule in front of me. We're just going to go over it one game at a time. It looks like you start out at Oskaloosa. I, I like this matchup. I think this is a good matchup for both teams and a a, a real good test for you right off the bat. Uh, um, what do you what are you thinking about this game? Yeah, I agree. I think it's something that uh, it's a good it's a good test for us right off the bat. You know, Oski's a four A team. I know Coach Dowd pretty well. He's got a great program. We're both kind of in similar situations in that we're going to be young teams. Um, so I think it's a good uh, I think it's a good matchup right off the bat. Well, uh, before we talk about this next matchup, maybe you could mention some of the seniors that, that from last year that you're not going to have this year. So yeah, we we lost 12 seniors. We're going to be missing uh, a lot of a lot of production for us. Um, you know, Ethan Patterson, our quarterback, he played uh, uh, DB for us as well. He's a big loss. Braden Hartman, uh, our big lineman, he's going to Western Illinois. Um, so we got to find a way to replace him. Uh, James Strabla, who played linebacker and did some fullback for us. Um, uh, he, he's gone. He was our leading tackler and, uh, Evan Vandermolen, who was a two-way starter for us at, uh, at tight end and outside linebacker. So we got a lot of holes to fill. Well, uh, Oskaloosa last year, uh, lost a lot of close games. It seemed like, you know, they had a little bit of a disappointing season. There was in a lot of games that they came up, uh, short in, So it sounds like they're kind of going to be. Uh, they might be in the second year of their rebuild, as you guys are kind of in your first year of the rebuild. Uh, uh, again, I really like that matchup. I think that's going to be a good test for both schools right off the bat. Uh, but then you got your first home game here with Burlington. Uh, Burlington had this kid, uh, I called him Suitcase Simpson last year, that was a hell of a running back. And uh, uh, he graduated, and he's moving on to uh, uh, Grandview. Uh but uh, they'll still have some talent over there. Uh, what are we looking for in this? You guys, I think you guys beat Burlington last year, didn't you? Yeah, we beat them week one at our place. Um, so yeah, it's another four A school. They have to come back to Case again, which is 
helpful for us. But yeah, Burlington's a big physical team. You know, they play a, you know, more of a traditional style of offense. You gotta, you gotta be physical if you're going to beat them. So that'll be a good, uh, that'll be a good test for us week two. Well, Burlington had, uh, I guess you'd call it some sub, mostly subpar seasons uh, up until a couple of years ago uh, when they had, I think, Williams kid that was, uh, oh, we named him athlete of the whole year for everything. Uh, uh, then they got their conference title. Uh, last year, they were within one, like 30 seconds of winning uh, uh, the conference. Uh, what about Burlington has changed? What about their philosophy has changed? Their talent has changed? Their coaching uh, uh what how did what did Burlington do right to rebuild their program and become a kind of a threat anymore? Well, I think Coach Crackle's done a great job down there. Um, obviously, you know Burlington's always going to have some talent. You know, obviously you mentioned the Williams kid; he burned us a couple years ago. He was a tremendous talent. But uh, you know, I think it just starts with getting the buy-in, and you know they seem to have kids out. And once you have a little success, that just tends to breed more success. So uh, Coach Crackle's got it rolling down there again. It's a uh, it's a physical brand of football that they play. And, uh, you know, if you're not, uh, if you don't come to hit when you play them, you're going to get beat. So it's, uh, it's a tough matchup. Well, uh, uh, this next matchup, uh, where you're going to Fairfield here, uh, uh, Fairfield, uh, is losing some really great players and Max Wheaton included. Oh, um, but you've had a total domination of Fairfield. Um, last year they put a little threat, uh, uh, on you at Case Field, but, uh, what's, what's your secret to, I don't know why, I mean, you know, you never know why one of these matchups goes, uh, like this, but you, you definitely got the better of Fairfield for a decade or so here. Yeah. You know, they've, uh, uh, they, they're much improved these last couple of years. Um, coach Wheaton, obviously they've had some real good talent come through there with Max Wheaton, Tate Allen. Um, you know, they were up 21 on us at home last year and we were able to pull it out, um, at the end. So we've had a couple close games with them. Um, it'll be another good matchup down there. Um, tough place to play. It's a good environment in that stadium. You know, like you said, they lose a lot, kind of like us. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, kind of if they change styles or if they're going to stick with what they've been doing. But it'll be a uh, it'll be a good uh, good tough game. Well, we uh, we um, uh, Scotty Melvin and I were um, flabbergasted at the uh, Fairfield being taken out of this conference and put in this other conference where they got to drive and play all the best schools. And it's going to be real, real hard for them. But the thing that Scotty and I were, were uh, heartbroken about was there wasn't going to be a wash. We didn't know if there'd be a Washington demons Fairfield matchup. We didn't know if they'd be pleasant would play them. You know, we didn't, you know, we thought we were going to lose all those, but uh, you guys were able to schedule this non-conference game. Uh, what did it take to get this? And are you glad that Fairfield's still on the schedule? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the way, the state does it with football. As soon as the district schedules come out, you got to kind of be calling around to see who wants to play each other. And both Fairfield and and ourselves had each other high on the list. So we're glad the state uh, we're de- we're glad the state kept that game because it's a rivalry game. It's a close game, um, uh, and their competitive games are good games to watch. So we were happy we got them on the schedule. And I imagine that that matchup itself really rings the cash register. Oh. As- both schools are close. Both schools have a big rivalry. I'm sure there's a big, uh, uh, there'll be a lot of people from Washington heading to Fairfield and, and vice versa when those two teams play, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, it's always a good environment. Like, you know, we're half hour or whatever, you know, we're real close to each other. So, uh, and the game's, you know, the game's been real competitive the last couple of years. So it's, uh, it's always, uh, it's always a fun night when we play them. 
Well, it seems like there's a lot of road game, home game, road game, home game, and we're back home uh, the next week with Grinnell. Grinnell's been kind of a tough battle for everybody uh, around here. Uh, I don't know that much about Grinnell. I don't know what they bring to the table, but they, they have seemed to uh, uh, put some wins on the board against schools around here. Yeah, they've kind of had our number the last couple of years. We played a real tough game with them last year at home. Um, you know, it came right down to the wire. They just happened to make one more play than we did. But, uh, you know, Grinnell's a, a tradition-rich program. They're always going to have uh, good kids. Um, you know, they, 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 they lose a couple guys like we do, a big lineman um, and a couple skill guys, but the quarterback's back. Um, so that'll be a real tough matchup for us. Um, you know, that was, again, a game that uh, uh, we wanted to get on the schedule in the non-district because we think, you know, we think it'll be a good competitive game um, uh, against them and a good, uh, good even matchup, we think. So we were happy to round out our non-district uh, schedule with them. Well, Coach, your job here today is getting me fired up about Washington Demons football. And I'm loving this schedule so far. Uh, let me ask you a, a, a little side question here. What's tougher to replace? A great offensive lineman, a good quarterback, or a good running back? Well, they're uh, they're all special in uh, uh, their own ways, and we happen to be replacing all three of those things, unfortunately. So, uh, um, you know, I think obviously it – it starts up front, right? Because your quarterback and your running back can't do anything if you don't have a good line. So uh, it's got to start there. You know, we're replacing three starters and three big starters. Um, so we're going to be young uh, at that position. I think we've got some young talent that uh, that will eventually get there. But, you know, it's anytime you're young in that position, it, uh, it gives head coaches a little pause. So we got some work to do there. Um, you know, quarterback, we've got a couple couple guys that we think that are more than capable of doing the job. So we might have a little battle over the summer and into camp to see who's going to win that. And then our running back is going to be by committee. You know, we're uh, 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 replacing a lot of production um, in, in those areas. All, all three main running backs that we had last year are gone. So um, it's going to be kind of a by committee uh, situation for us until somebody can uh, – um, emerge as, as the favorite. So, like I said, we're we're going to be young. Um, we're going to be trying a lot of different guys in different places. But, uh, you know, we do think we have some good talent. We just got to get them ready for Friday nights. All right. Well, uh, you're going to Keokuk after that. Uh, that's a team you're pretty familiar with, uh, a team that has uh, not traditionally had a great team, but they have a lot of talent. And uh, uh, I thought they put together a pretty good uh, a season, uh, if they hadn't lost in overtime to Fairfield, would have been a little bit better. But Keokuk just seems to be a little bit on the rise. Uh, they maybe not have the depth, and they maybe not have the most talent down the line, but the top three, four guys that they got are pretty dang good, aren't they? Yeah, they are. And it was uh, it came down to the wire against us last year, too. So uh, they're definitely – they're definitely a program that, uh, you know, can get up and uh, get you on any given night. Um, you know, they like to throw the ball around. They've got a real good quarterback back. Their skill guys are back. They don't lose very many guys. So they were young last year. Um, you know, it's a long trip for us down there. So, yeah, that, that's going to be a tough game to open the district. Well, you got Mount Pleasant at home after that. Now, uh, Mount Pleasant is just a traditional powerhouse. Uh, I've never, you know, uh, they didn't have a – they had a pretty poor season last year. But they got a new head coach. They're bringing in Johnny Bolin from uh, the high-flying Iowa Valley team that would put 70 points on the board at a blink of an eye uh, almost every week. Uh, um, what do you think about having a new coach come in there? Uh, Mount Pleasant has a tremendous athletes, as you can see on their basketball team. Uh, 
and your baseball team. What are uh, uh, what are you looking at for Mount Pleasant, and are you looking at a, a resurgent year for them? Yeah, anytime a team gets a new coach, you know, you just never can tell. Um, I, I'm certainly glad we're going to have plenty of weeks of film to, to see what they're doing. Um, you know, their new coach coming from eight man, you know, you just never can really tell what what the transition is going to look like. But you're right. Mount Pleasant's always going to have talent. That's obviously a huge rivalry game for us. So those games are always those games are always close. Um, you know, emotions are high. So we're glad uh, we're glad it's a case this year. Well, you've got back to back home games for the first time of the year, clear down into the seventh week. And you got Davenport Assumption, who's a whole new team. I don't know that much about them. It, it, uh, all I do know is it seems like they win a lot, and uh, uh, they're new to they're they're new to uh, uh, the Round Guy Radio area. So, what do we know about Davenport Assumption? I'm assuming this is going to be a tough game. Yeah, it's a very tough game. You know, Assumption when the districts came out, they were going to be they're one of the teams that are, I think are favored to, you know, finish first or second. Um, they're as you said, traditional power. They win a lot. Um, they're usually a physical team. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, they like to run the football. So that's, that's going to be another one of those games that, uh, you know, we're going to have to, we're going to have to be physical and come ready to hit if we're going to be successful. Well, uh, if you're going, if, if you've had a successful season, I imagine these next two games will be, uh, uh, crucial for whether you can get to the playoffs or finish in the top of the division. Uh, I think you've got a tough assignment, uh, traveling to Mount Vernon, uh, it would sure seem made more sense for Mount Vernon to be in the in the conference with that Fairfield's in, but uh, here they are mixing it up with you guys. Uh, Mount Vernon was uh, really had a great team last year, if I remember right. Uh, uh, what what do we know about Mount Vernon? Yeah, I mean they're the defending three A runner ups. They they had a tremendous year last year. They're again a traditional power. They're usually. They're usually a, a perennial playoff team. Um, you know, they they do some different things offensively, some different sets, and uh, um, you know, they're they're a school uh, that always is going to have athletes. They have a great head coach um, and Coach Peterson, so uh, that's going to be a, a, a very tough matchup for us. Um, you know, our our schedule the last couple of years, the meat of it has kind of been right in the middle, and it seems like you know. This year, the the three teams that uh, are probably favored to win our district are all right at the end. So we're going to have to be playing our best football um, at the end of the season for sure. Well, your next game uh, is Fort Madison. And I remember that Fort Madison last game last year was against Burlington. It's the year before, Burlington just edged them out and became conference champions. And uh, in the last minute of the, of the game, uh, Fort Madison's Aiden, the destroyer, Boyer, led a, uh, a last-minute drive and put the, uh, put the biscuit in the basket, as we would say, uh, put, put some points on the board, put his team over the top. Now, he's not going to be there this year, but uh, Fort Madison had a great season last year. They were the conference champions. And I can see this game right here deciding the conference championship. Uh, uh, how important is this Fort Madison game going to be, and what do we know about Fort Madison? Yeah, it's huge, obviously, you know, um... We didn't play very well against them last year down there. Coach Doherty's really got that program rolling. You know, that's a team that's been in 4A, so they're dropping down. They're a bigger school. Um, they've got tremendous athletes there. As I said, Coach Doherty's done just such a great job with that program and turning it around. And, you know, they're a, they're, they're a perennial playoff team now, it seems like, uh, the last two or three years here. So uh, it's it's going to be, a, it's gonna be a, a very tough game to end the season. As you said, it could come down to the winners going to the playoffs and the losers staying home. So 
um, it'll be a great atmosphere. Again, we're glad this one's at home. Um, and, uh, you know, again, it's, uh, it's a great, uh, way to end our season against such a, such a tough opponent. Well, Scotty Melvin and I are always trying to figure out who has the toughest home, you know, it's a, where it's the toughest to travel to. And, uh, we pretty much put uh, Case Field at the top of that list. What What is going on here at Case Field? Why do you guys succeed so much there? And why is that such a tough environment for schools to go into? Well, you know, first of all, we have great community support. You know, our community comes out and we pack Case every every home game. So that's first and foremost. You know, it's Case is kind of an intimate setting. It seems like the stands are right on top of you. Everything's kind of packed right in there so it's uh people are on top of you it's loud um again you know we know that our community is going to come out and support us so the stands are going to be full and uh um so yeah it's, it, it's a great environment we have a great student section that really gets involved in things so uh yeah case is just uh it's a special place it's a great place to play football yeah and, and it has been uh, uh for a long time i mean I, I went to high school in 85 and it was tough going in there back then uh uh so, well, uh, coach, uh, let's talk about some of these. We got a few minutes left. Let's talk about some of these young players. Uh, like I say, I would think it'd be the toughest to replace the the offensive lineman because if I don't have a good offensive lineman, I can't keep my quarterback upright and I can't move the ball running it. So, uh, let's start there in the trenches. That's my favorite part of the game. Uh, uh, what 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 are you going to replace on the offensive? And let's go with both sides of the ball here, the offensive and defensive line. You guys are known for your defense. That's uh, um, Some schools are known for their offense. You guys are known for your defense. Uh, it's always tough sledding uh, to try and do anything against the Washington Demons. But offensive side of the ball, defensive side of the line, well, what, what do we got? Who are we replacing? And who are some of these new candidates for these positions that we're looking forward to? Yeah, you know, offensively, like I said, replacing Braden Hartman, that's going to be, you know, he was kind of our anchor last year at left tackle. Um, we're losing Cason Rude, who's also a, was a big body for us. Uh, Xander Laws, he played both offense and defensive line, um, another big body that we're going to have to replace. Um, defensive line, the other big loss, Deshaun Westfall Edwards, he, he played an end for us. He was just an absolute wrecker. Um, so we've got some real big bodies, some real, some real, uh, some real good kids that we have to replace up front. Um, we do have two starters back on the offensive line. Um, Summit Keith and Lucas Saws, um, they played as sophomores last year, so they got some good experience. Um, the, we do have a couple returners defensive line wise as well. Nick Dietrich's coming back, uh, as our tackle and, uh, um, uh, Chase Griner, who plays another one of our ends. So, you know, we do have a few guys back, um, you know, uh, defensive line-wise. Um, you know, we're probably looking at Lucas Rickey um, to help us there. Um, Rudy Wolf, who was a freshman last year, big kid for us. He'll be in the mix. Um, Diego Alalon, and I apologize, Diego, I always pronounce his last name uh, incorrectly, but he played some time at end for us on the defensive line as well. So, um, you know, it, it, it might be a little bit more of a rotation, uh, especially early in the season with those guys until we can see who's set. But, uh, you know, um, on the offensive offensive line, you know, again, we have Summit and Lucas back. Uh, Nick Zobel's a junior who we're hoping can step in there. Um, Deion Johnson's going to be a sophomore. Gatlin Nash is a sophomore. Um, 
Narek, he's another sophomore that uh, we hope can maybe uh, 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 stick in there at offensive line. So, um, you know, as I said, we got a lot of we got a lot of sophomores that uh, we're looking to hopefully get some playing time for us but uh you know anytime you go from jv football to varsity it's a it's a big step up so we're gonna have to get those guys ready well we're next we're gonna move to scotty melvin's favorite defensive position and that's linebackers scotty melvin loves linebackers uh tell me about who your linebackers are so uh our our returning linebacker is Casey evans he was uh he was a big time tackler for us he's going to be one of our leaders this year a senior um, uh, just a tremendous player for us. So he's going to be probably the anchor in there. Um, you know, Connor Lighton's another guy that we're looking at to play inside there. Jude Carter, um, uh, both of those guys are juniors. So they, those are our interior linebackers, um, outside linebackers, Alec Ulan, who played that spot for us last year and did a really good job, especially in the, the end of the year, he's going to be a senior. He's back. So that'll be a big help. Our other outside linebackers probably going to be, uh, could be a, a sophomore, could be a Caden Griner, could be a Carson Brown, uh, somebody, somebody like that. So, um, again, we're going to have some youth. We're going to have some youth at a couple of those linebacker spots. Well, uh, uh, guys, I like to play the, the defensive back, uh, uh, the back, the secondary there. Uh, I like guys that are ball hawks, guys that uh, play the secondary like a center fielder plays a, a center field, you know, that, looks to the ball, runs to get it. I think you can uh, turn in the ball over is one of the best ways to win a football game. Usually whoever wins that turnover battle probably is going to win the game. Who do you got in the backfield that can turn turn the game around with interceptions and uh, stopping the other team from, from completing those passes? Yeah, this is an area that actually I think can be a real strength for us. Um, we got a lot of returning guys. In that spot, uh, Logan McDowell, uh, who played corner for us last year, Mason Morgan, who played safety, uh, Luke Bean Blossom, he's another guy that, that saw significant time for us last year. Um, and then we're hoping J. Fred Espinosa, who's going to be a junior, can step in. So um, that's a spot on our defense I think can be a real strength. We're tall, um, we're fast uh, in, in those areas, and we do have some experience. So uh, we're looking forward to that group uh, uh, helping us win some games. All right. Well, uh, uh, we pretty much talked about the quarterbacks and running backs, but we haven't talked about the wide receivers. What do you got with wide receivers? Uh, uh, are you going to utilize them much? Uh, uh, um, your wide receivers core, what do you got there? Yeah, that, uh, again, is uh, pretty similar to what our defensive backs look like. You know, it, Luke being Blossom coming back, he saw a lot of good time for us. Mason Morgan. Um, he'll be in, he'll be outside there. He's a, he's a nice addition for us. Jay Fred, we're hoping it's going to be in the mix. Connor Lydon and Carson Brown, two guys that we talked about at linebacker. Those are going to be probably our tight end type guys. So, um, again, that's a group that's, um, a little more inexperienced. It's a wide receiver spot, but again, we're, we're pretty athletic there. We're tall. Most of those guys are six, two, six, three, move well, catch well. So that's a group that, uh, we think can be a real, uh, real plus for us. All right. Okay. I'm going to mention some teams and I'm wanting to know which one do you think, uh, might have a resurgent year? Which one might, uh, surprise people who, uh, maybe has some young players you feel like might be developing. I'm going to go with Oskaloosa, Fairfield, Keokuk, and Mount Pleasant. Of those four teams, which one do you feel like uh, might really improve their team from last year? 
Well, you know, it's uh, just looking at the rosters. I mean, Keokuk's got the most back, and, and, and they played everybody tough last year. You know, it came down to a two-point conversion stop for us. So, you know, I think Keokuk's got the most back. Um, you know, again, with Mount Pleasant, you know, you know they have talent, new coach. It's just it's just hard to tell with new coach, but I'm sure uh, Coach Bowen will get them rolling. So, you know, those will be the two teams that, uh, you know, will probably pop out first just on paper. But, you know, Fairfield's always going to play you tough. Uh, uh, being down there. Um, so, uh, uh, you know, everyone on our schedule, you know, when our schedule came out and we told it to our guys, you know, every single one of those teams can can beat us on any given night, and I think we can beat any one of those teams on any given night. So it's just going to depend on uh, who can have a good summer in camp and uh, who can be ready to play on Fridays. Well, uh, let's talk about that summer camp. Uh, what, is it like August 1st you can start practicing or uh... – when, when, when do they lift the restriction on when you can't practice? Uh, uh, July 31st, um, we'll start camp um, after the dead week there. Um, first official day of practice is the next Monday. Um, we'll, we'll kick off our summer program June 1. All right. Well, is there anything we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to? Uh, nope, I don't think so. Well, we really did. We went over your team with a fine-tooth comb. This has been a great interview. And uh, you got me all kinds of fired up for this. Uh, I see some winnable games on here. I see some tough games on here. And uh, I definitely see a, a real strong possibility. You finish in the top uh, two or three teams in this, uh, maybe even first here. Uh, but I, I definitely think you're going to uh, get more wins than you did last year. It's going to be a great, great season. And I'm really looking forward. Thanks for being with us, Coach. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Round Guy Radio Sports has been brought to you by these great sponsors, McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto for all of your farm, machinery, and auto recycling needs. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa for all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family owned for over 40 years. We repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. B&B Propane and the family of Jet Stops in Burlington, Salem Stub, New London, West Point, Denmark, Houghton, Bonaparte, Milton, Fairfield, and Birmingham, and Richardson Tech Solutions of Richland, Iowa.